Hey everybody. Hey everyone. This is Zach. And this is Stuart. And this is a book club episode. This is um, my choice this week. This is episode 20 of our book clubs. Uh, I can't yeah. believe we've done 20. But um, yeah, so this is uh, Richard Matheson's 1954 novel, I Am Legend. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is more of a, a short novella than an actual story story yeah yeah yeah. i think i said when when we were uh, doing the the john green book that um this and and i can't remember if i said it on mic or off mic but um this this book is actually really short like it's it's only about 130 pages and i think like you said it's technically a novella Mm -hmm. because you see it bound a lot of times with a bunch of his other short stories yeah Um, have you read any of his other short stories oh yeah 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 my um my volume came with, uh, it's the movies that got turned into that, that horror movie anthology, uh, back what? in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know because yeah, he was a, a yeah, he was a, um, a screenwriter. Hmm. Um, so he would get a lot of work writing scripts and doing punch up and stuff like that on, uh, mm-hmm. on scripts that came in that were horror movies um i'm trying to find let's see because i can pick out which stories came with mine oh okay uh it was a lot of stuff from the like this a similar time period though Um, yeah so like mine came with uh button button which i don't remember (laughs) yeah Um, Mine came with, uh, uh, I'm not seeing it on here. Anyway, no, um, anyway. It, we're focusing it, on one and it's, yeah, I guess it's probably one. the most popular one. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, he's written, he's written a fair amount of things. Like, do you remember there was a, a Robin Williams movie called what dreams may come back in the early two thousands? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Or actually late nineties. I think it, anyway, it's, um, it's based on a novel he wrote um and you know like he tends to stay in horror which is more how that book is if i remember right but um yeah the whole thrust of of i am legend is uh kind of the originator of the zombie uh genre kind of zombie quote unquote (laughs) it's it's strange so like a lot of places you'll see it referred to as uh, vampires and even in the book like he refers to yeah. them as vampires that's how i saw it but they're not real like because when you think vampire you think like dracula you know uh, no this is more of like a nosferatu sort of yeah deal exactly like what they, i got they change and they look they they're not different. sparkly vampires they're kind of ugly yeah they're they're not like they're not gothic ones they're they're more like the movie actually kind of gets it right to a certain extent to a certain extent i feel like the movie makes them more focused on like the horde mentality where it's more focused on like their zombies right 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 yeah Yeah. no they um like in my notes i have um zombie slash vampire lit Mm -hmm. (laughs) now so i know that you read this book. Yeah. I mm-hmm. read the book, but I also read the comic too. So it was really interesting to sort of see like, I guess the perception of what these things were. And wait, so there's a comic for like, was it a marketing tie in for the, the movie or no, I think it was like, and maybe I'm, misremembering but i remember that there's like illustrations there's definitely illustrations of like the main character basically sitting in his home like yeah with everything all boarded up and whatnot like drinking which Um, i have to i have to like make a prediction that that is the world's most boring comic to read because like you said a lot of this book is him in his apartment apartment. drinking yeah and just talking to himself yeah yeah (laughs) Um, I, I, I'm going to have to, I'm just going to have to double check now to make sure I'm not going crazy. 
<laughs> yeah, but, but well, I mean, give a give a synopsis. Yeah, so so um, you know this this book kind of made popular the concept of a worldwide um, apocalypse um, related to a, a disease happening. Uh, you know the 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 vampires um, in this book are all related to a disease that's popped up and. Um, so yeah, it is. It's there's a um, there's a comic of huh. of it. Yeah, um, it's a graphic novels. It's a, a Richard uh, Matheson. Oh, so he must have Matherson. adapted it him, himself then. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I'll have to keep an eye out for that because I, I had no idea there was a comic. Yeah, I um, mean, it's again, it's not like you know action packed or anything along those lines, but. <laughs> yeah yeah so so like the um yeah obviously he's a huge influence on stephen king and um mm-hmm. tim kane who was the fallout designer um and you know this book was also an influence on george R- romero making night of the living dead oh cool um, uh yeah he he wanted to i think adapt it and then wasn't able to get in contact with richard matheson because at the time he was just some nobody in pittsburgh <laughs> trying to make a movie of a guy who was already a screenwriter and novelist and like, like it it just didn't go anywhere yeah. um but uh but yeah so so one of the things that's interesting about this like you said he spends a lot of time um isolated and it's mm-hmm. a very isolating uh novella yeah um, it's a lot of just like kind of um self-reflection yeah uh, there's a lot of internal dialogue with the main character, whose name I'm blanking. Uh, Robert on. Uh, Neville. Yeah, yeah. He. Um, so yeah, he's. And it's funny during the um, like you don't see any of the world before this. Like it kind of starts in the middle. Uh, yeah, it starts with where... him basically in his living room. You know, kind of um, thinking about just everything about the world the life that he's living in there just yeah yeah and i mean he's um it's written at a really interesting time too because like he spends a lot of time going through um like science textbooks and things at the library right during because mm-hmm. during the daylight hours obviously all of the vampires are not out they're sleeping and so he spends a lot of his time while they're sleeping um going out and killing them you know cutting their heads off staking them whatever burning their bodies um but during the day he you know he'll go out to places like the library and get science textbooks and yeah kind of do bedroom based research uh, to try and find a cure because it's the 50s and it's not the 70s right yes, so like yeah. you could still feasibly if you had the equipment and the knowledge <laughs> do experiments i guess in your, in your yeah it's like makeshift lab yeah and and um you know again this goes back to it being a very isolating read is um you know along the way he encounters this dog right mm-hmm. that he's able to kind of coax out and and feed um and you know start to take care of because like this is the only other living thing that he's encountered yeah. it's not this horror these horrible monsters i believe um, it's the only other interaction that's in the book yeah uh, yeah yeah the only other interaction with something that's not um uh, a horrible monster that <laughs> <laughs> so so there are you know sections with this dog that to me are really really gut churning and tense like mm-hmm. when he's been drinking and the dog gets out and he has to like oh find it during night find it during the night yeah <laughs> um because like he... it's the only thing that like he becomes very fixated on the dog too like yeah because you know, i mean his... what else is he gonna do like it's his only companion so yeah uh... yeah and i mean i i like how that section ends with the line the dog died a week later like it really it underscores kind of the futility of the situation that he's in Mm -hmm. and you know obviously highlights yeah because like no matter what he does it's like an insurmountable force 
Yeah, yeah. Well, and it, it, to me, it also highlighted, you know, like you were saying, his his longing for for companionship or companionship, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, like there is no one else in this world, uh, as far as we know at this point. Um, then there's a two year flash forward where he's just yep. he's just been doing his thing by himself every day for two years. Um, yeah. And I don't know if you picked up on this, like reading, reading the uh, the the book, um, but to me it seems like the language that he uses after the flash forward that the isolation has kind of made him colder. Like the yeah. descriptions of things are a little bit more terse, and and yeah, they're not yeah. as like not flowery, but they're not as descriptive. Things are just kind of black and white now. Yeah. Yeah, and and he, um, you know, finds a woman in the streets, um, Mm -hmm. interacts with her. She seems normal, um, but surprise, surprise, she turns out to be a vampire. Yeah, (laughs) Um, but he actually gets some, like, I guess, information from her and everything along those lines. And that's kind of where it boils down to the, like, I am legend. It's, well, in, like, this vampire society, he is the boogeyman. He is the one who comes in during the night well the day but when they're sleeping they're night like, yeah 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 which i, I really... thought was cool where it's like it turns him into the actual monster yeah yeah he um i remember reading this book for the first time i think i was in high school um mm-hmm. and just being really blown away by that reveal at the end that like yeah the book it, is it called really I blew me away as well it's like yeah it's, yeah it's i am legend because he like they specifically say he is the grindle in in humanity now yeah where at the beginning of the book you're thinking oh well he's the legend because he's like the last human like trying to fight to hang on to society and unfortunately it's like well the time of human society is kind of over yeah yeah you you can't go back to what it was because there's no one like that like he's the last one and he's like i said every day for two years or god knows how long um at least two years Mm -hmm. um he's been going out while they're sleeping quote unquote and just murdering whole households yeah um so he becomes like the legend the the you know quote unquote boogeyman which i I, I kind of want to shift because, like, th- this book, like, we just covered it. We're 13 minutes in, right? <laughs> um, I, I kind of want to shift a little bit, um, which, by the way, I think this would be a really good adaptation for, like, a Netflix series, like a little three-episode Of thing. course. I, I think this is a, a great sort of, like, mini-series. Yeah, because, like, like, I mean, he has these, these interactions with... Uh, what is the guy's name? Cortman, I think. Mm-hmm. That's this vampire that, like, during the nights, he can barely sleep because they're all up and they know where he is. And they just make, like, they're trolling him and shitposting him in real life. Like, yeah. there's this one guy that's, that's like, we know you're in there. <laughs> yeah. And, We're like, going to get you. Yeah. Like, and, and I don't know if you've seen it because there's, there's multiple movies, but like I said, we're the only one that, I think we we should talk about is is the last one, but one um, with Will Smith. Welcome to Earth. Yeah, the one with Will Smith. There's now there's there's one that was done in the '60s with Vincent Price called The Last Man on Earth. That's currently on Amazon Prime. Um, I, and then there's I did not one. Know that. Uh, huh. Yeah, yeah, it's it's actually really good. Um, hmm. it, then it kind of dips because Charlton Heston is the hero in one in the '70s called Omega Man um it's not very good um it it and and to me and this is kind of where i want to shift into um a little bit of movie talk before i i discuss some of the the pre-production and production and post-production type stuff is is it um the will smith movie is kind of a blend of this book and a mega man to me because Hmm. at the end of the i am legend with with uh, will smith 
you know, he's legend because he finds the cure. Like, it's, yeah, it's, he, it's kind of an uplifting ending. Yeah, it's it's this, like, positive ending where, and, you know, again, like, it's a movie, so you just can't have it with him interacting with a dog. He does find, like, a girl and I think her daughter. They're, like, a her scientist. Son, her son. Oh, her son, yeah. yeah. They're, like, a scientist who knows of, like, the cure. And he ends up finding, like, I don't know, an outpost of humans where he was able to deliver the cure to. And that's why he is the legend. Yeah. Which I, I don't know. I like the books and the books. Yeah. Like, like that was much more impressionable. Which I'm me. glad that we agree because I was like, <laughs> I was like, I oh know. Man, this is going to be two book clubs in a row where I'm going to say, uh, I know, gosh, we're going to disagree on kind of, but, kind of rough. But um, this one, like, I'm really glad that we agree on the book having a better ending because, like, like, and don't get me wrong, I can see why maybe the mainstream appeal of, you know, the world being saved is probably better for a movie because they're yeah. trying to make money. Because this novel, like, it's so aggressively nihilistic of just like, mm-hmm. like it's like the one well, positive nothing interaction. really matters. Well, like the one positive interaction he has is the woman he finds on the streets, um, Ruth. Um, she turns out to be like some high-ranking so-and-so um, who's able to go out during the day and stuff because just from genetic whatever. Um, yeah. Like the one high point at the end is that she gives him some pills that he can use to make it so that he won't care that he's about to be uh, executed. Killed. Yeah. <laughs> um. And it's like that's oh, such an aggressively okay. nihilistic and depressing ending that like I can totally see why they <laughs> uh, they kind of moved away from that. Yeah, changed it. But on the, the other hand, like I feel like the the novel's um, ending is much more impactful. Appeal. Yeah, yeah it, it really kind of it makes you feel where you know with the will smith it's it's a will smith movie it's definitely a popcorn and like big budget movie where you're like all right i kind of know the path that this movie is going to go right yeah Mm -hmm. and i mean it's it's fairly predictable and honestly the um the the movie is i think is equally predictable just based on who the leading person is like you you know that everything's going to be okay in the end yeah uh, so to speak. Um, now, I will say the movie, I think it's a testament to Will Smith's acting ability because that movie, he, I think it's, I think it's like an hour and a half before another person comes on. And that's not a very long movie. Like, no, he yeah. spends a lot of that movie alone and acting with a dog. Yes. And, and, like, and I do think that does speak to his acting like chops like don't get me wrong i think will smith is a fantastic actor yeah yeah no no he's he's fantastic like me me kind of dragging this movie slightly because i want to make it clear i also like this movie um Mm -hmm. i think it could have been done a little bit better the book but it's not the book well yeah like i would much prefer to read this book again than you know well no because i've i've seen the movie several times but um Oh, you had it? it? Yeah, yeah, because I I saw it when it came out in theaters, and then I have it on DVD. (laughs) Um, uh, You know, or had it on DVD. My my DVD died, and so I had to buy it on Amazon. So I've I've (laughs) bought into the movie three times at this point. So I feel like I'm justified to drag it a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but yeah, so, so, you know, the movie came out, 07 um and and uh let's see budget was 150 million uh it got back 586 million um yeah yeah, it was actually the seventh apparently the seventh highest grossing film of 07 um (laughs) it's kind of middle of the road in terms of criticism like metacritic has it at 65 and rotten tomatoes has it at 68 I don't think that's high enough. Like, I think it's, I think this is at least like mid seventies, you know, yeah, low eighties. Yeah, could sort of see like that. that. Um, but in terms of pre-production, like, and and 
this this will be kind of me reading out a timeline um, <laughs> but it's I, like i've i've removed all of the boring bits that i think only i would find interesting <laughs> so hopefully hopefully I've, I've done it a little bit of justice justice yeah um so this movie that came out in 07 actually started in 1995 is when pre-production started on it mm-hmm. um originally it was ridley scott directing um and then either Tom Cruise, Michael Douglas, or Mel Gibson starring. Which I can sort of see them in that role. Yeah, like I can kind of see them. I'm I'm kind of glad they didn't go with one of those three guys because like that would just it would, Yeah. I mean it would take a again, like going back, Will Smith is a fantastic actor. Yeah, and in nineteen ninety five, you know, he was he was on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Like he wasn't a movie star yeah like uh, he, he didn't he do um when was um uh, independence day because i really feel like that movie that was 96 i think that was one of his first big like breakouts and i think depending on when 95 like bad boys came out mm-hmm. but that was that's that's a different movie than this would have been yeah just <laughs> primarily alone um yeah. but in uh 97 uh Fast forward two years. Um, now Arnold Schwarzenegger is starting. <laughs> that would have been. That this is not the tail end of like Arnold's like good career. So like, yeah, it's kind. This of is fun. like kind of wackier Arnold. Um. So Ridley Scott uses a new screenwriter because they've been working on the script for two years. Like they've just been mm-hmm. every time it goes back to a writer, they have to pay them. Yeah. So I can see the studio kind of getting irritated with Scott because over two years, he's after two years, he's finally like, okay, we're getting a new guy. We're tossing out the old script entirely. Yeah. Then, then the new script comes in and uh, I, I've been trying to find a copy of it online because I really want to read it to see how long it is. Um, yeah. Apparently, there's no dialogue and no spoken words for the first hour of that movie. <laughs> well, I mean, A Quiet Place did it. And... Right, but A Quiet Place, they were doing things other than like just sitting with one person in a room drinking. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I kind of want to see what the script looks like. Um, they... Because Scott was a, a kind of a big name uh, director, they they originally budgeted around 108 million for this, which back in '95 to '97, like that was a really big budget. Yeah, um, I mean it's yeah. still a big budget. I'm not saying it's not now, but like, you know, Marvel movies have quarter of a billion dollar budgets. Yeah, like, those are ridiculous. Yeah, like like the the times have shifted in terms of mm-hmm. the numbers, but um, at this point. Ridley Scott had had a string of failures. Um, he had directed 1492, White Squall, and G.I. Jane. Um, I've seen all three of those, and they're all horrible trash. I have um, not seen any of those. Um, I feel like I'm not missing anything. You're not. You're yeah. really not. Like, they're not very good movies. Um, yeah. Spoilers for White Squall. Um, it's, it's basically the story of a sailor and some boys that he's teaching how to sail sailing into a storm (laughs) okay (sighs) um schwarzenegger also had had a lot of bad failures at this point he had been in um eraser the sixth day batman and robin batman and robin (laughs) being the biggest one (laughs) Um, and then warner brothers had several sci-fi disasters they had batman and robin which i didn't realize counted as sci-fi but whatever Uh, batman and robin sphere and the postman um those were all box office bombs so at this point they canceled the project entirely yeah um 1998 rolls around and i guess because their their books had cleared out for the next year or whatever they they bring in another guy to direct um a screenwriter named mark uh protosevich uh, was hired for the 13th draft of the script um (laughs) at this point he had worked on the 95 script and the first of the 97 drafts um and made a an action adventure film so the director wanted nick cage to be in it uh 
Cage. They refused to get Nick that Cage. Weird. And so it, yeah, that would have been real weird. So so this guy leaves to make Reign of Fire, which is the the Christian yeah. Bale movie with dragons. Mm-hmm. Which I I recommend. It's okay. Um so O2 Schwarzenegger is now producing, Michael Bay is directing, and Will Smith is starring. So we're getting a little bit closer. <laughs> we're getting a little closer to what it what it'll turn into. A little bit. Um they want to use Ridley Scott's reduced budget uh script from nineteen ninety seven. The Warner Brothers president hates it and then shelves production again. Um, yeah. Two thousand four uh let's see akiva goldsman is producing will smith approaches guillermo del toro to direct uh mm-hmm. del toro says thank you but no and directs hellboy 2 um which is a fantastic uh movie yeah yeah i mean Hell- hellboy 2 is is all right i mean it's not great but <laughs> i mean it's no hellboy 1 but i still enjoyed that like world yeah no i mean and largely that's del toro I yeah, think. I, I I really think it comes down to his because I, I like his design decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, let's see, the producer Goldsman um, uh, worked with a guy to direct named Francis Lawrence. Uh, they worked together on Constantine, which was another mm-hmm. boring piece of shit. <laughs> what you didn't like Constantine? <sighs> Not really. Hmm. Like I, I, know I remember there reading of... the comics, and I don't know. Yeah, Constantine Hel- was all right. It Hellblazer's like... cool. I, I just don't like that movie because I remember when we saw it in uh, in college. Like it, I remember walking out of the theater and being like, "Well, I, I mean, that was a movie, I guess." <laughs> because it has um, what's his face? Neo. Keanu. Right? Yeah, Keanu. Keanu. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, again, I haven't seen it in a while, but. I kind of remember it being I. <laughs> um. So uh, let's see. Where was I? In the oh, comic? I remember the ending though. Like because in the um, comic, he's like very notorious about like just smoking up a storm. But like in the end of the movie, they were trying to do some sort of like oh some PSA, and so he like crumples up his yeah 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 that's why. <laughs> because yeah he's just like a constant smoker in that uh comic yeah in the comics yeah hellblazer is really really good yeah um and then uh let's see oh seven sorry for the random no, 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 no. i mean that's that's what this is <laughs> uh six and oh seven um they wanted to tie it more into uh, the zombie films at the time, so they used 28 Days Later as inspiration. Um, yeah. I mean, you then, can see the influence. <clears throat> yeah, well, and, like, even the first draft of the script uh, back in 95 had an idea for a vampire-zombie hybrid that they called Dark Seekers. Um, and so that's the shooting script that they go in with. Um, Have which you ever seen is... Dark Stalkers, the uh, anime? Uh... I know those characters from Marvel versus Capcom. I Capcom, think? yeah, yeah. Okay, and just random again because, uh, yeah, there was a lot of interesting, like, I guess, Hollywood monsters in that particular uh, series with like the Wolfman and Swamp Thing and <laughs> the Mummy and whatnot like that. But yeah, you said Darkstalkers and it just kind of triggered that. But yeah. Oh, Dark Seekers. Dark Seekers. 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 Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for production, they moved the story from LA to New York. Uh, the director wanted to use locations that better conveyed emptiness, um, mm-hmm. which to me, I'm like, I, I don't know what he's talking about because the buildings in New York are so close together that like, I don't know, the wide open desert of LA. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's a little bit more empty, but okay. (laughs) I will say that, you know, the movie does portray like emptiness. Like they do pretty well with like just the, um, showing off like how barren it is and everything along those lines yeah i mean they they do that and i think they use the cg well to do that yes as well yes um yeah 
now what did you think of the character designs like with the um actual monsters in the movie um like the way that to be honest i wasn't a huge fan nah Um, they look too like i don't know weird and bald and pale and stuff i like it feels like they were trying to go for an an actual nosferatu vampire look too but like they didn't fully commit to it yeah like kind of get my drift yeah no i like they they wanted it to be because like the whole thrust of the the movie is that you know will smith is a is an army scientist and so he has a whole lot of this technology and knows how to use it in his home in new york Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and yeah, like the the whole thrust of it and that with him trying to find a cure is like him doing these experiments on things that he captures, right? So he spends a lot of the time infecting rats and seeing how they uh, work with it because it, it turns out this disease can be passed from like amongst animals and people, uh, which yeah. is unique. Um, but it's a... Um, and he sets up like traps and stuff to like try to trap some of them. Yeah. Yeah, which, I mean, that's kind so of his downfall because he, you know, spoilers for this movie, although, you know, obviously we announced that we were doing this like a month ago. <laughs> um, yeah. That that the, um, you know, he, he captures the mate of one of them. And I think at the end, that's kind of when he realizes once they break into his house um, and are trying to get back the the female one that he, mm-hmm. he uh, captures with that lead line. Um, also, the fact that they trap him, and that's how his dog gets infected and dies, and, and all this stuff that, like, I feel like that's the turning point where he realizes, oh, they're their own thing. Like, they 100% did this because it's trying to get its wife back, right? Yeah, yeah, like, these um, things are sentient. But yeah, like I feel like I feel like it it would have been better served if they had I don't know, made made some of them real because like the CG from 2007 does not hold up 14 years later. No. Um it, it not they really. they don't look good. Like it would have been better served if they had done CG along with like I don't know, prosthetics. Prosthetics. Makeup. Yeah. It, you know, like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of decisions they made like do you remember um just like looking in my notes here the the scene uh, it's a flashback of them evacuating the city um and they're at the brooklyn bridge and they're they're putting people on helicopters oh in like a helicopter or something yeah 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 yeah. so that one that was a six night shoot right it cost yeah yeah, like and it's not very long it's like three minutes like this is showing you to me how how some of the money is mismanaged here is like okay so it was a little over five million dollars of the budget that they spent doing that um because they actually were flying real helicopters there they had to get requirements and meet those safety requirements from 14 different government agencies um, it required a 250-person crew, a thousand extras, 160 National Guard. Jeez, wow! That's a lot. And and you know, this is a week into filming, yeah. and the director decides, um, like again, a week into filming, the director just decides, yeah, um, our original plan of people with prosthetics it doesn't work on the screen, so we're going to do all CG yeah it's like mm, yeah. the plan's a little bit better um it, yeah like in his quote here i have he he says that he needs to have abandon uh or have have actors that perform with abandon uh and you can't get that out of actors running in barefoot at night they have to be hyperventilating mm. constantly because of uh the metabolisms and the actors would pass out if they were to made to do that that long um jeez yeah because i mean like every time you see them like they have increased heart rates and increased like blood flow so yeah they're like they're breathing very heavily and they're breathing a lot (laughs) and it's like yeah yeah, like i get what you're saying man but like 
I don't know, like plan ahead a little bit. Like it, the, yeah. the effects just do not look good. Almost two decades no. later, which I mean, they shouldn't. Like the effects are going to age, but like, of course, I don't know. That early two thousand CG is just it's a it's a look. <laughs> is this a, um, a movie in your collection? Yes. Yeah, I, okay. it's digital now, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering if it was something that like you decided that you wanted to keep uh i mean now that i have have it digitally like i'll probably rewatch it every couple of years yeah yeah um and uh yeah as far as as what's going on with it they um they're i'm sorry i should have better prepared for this what? <laughs> um, oh for the, the movie uh, i mean we can go back to the book no like, no well because like... i mean i've i've kind of talked the extent of what i have for for the book because it's a very short book <laughs> yeah but i mean nonetheless i still feel like the book is hands over i guess hands over heel uh better than the actual movie i feel like again it's it comes from a different perspective and it's just really interesting to see like the retrospect of of robert was his yeah robert uh yeah Mm -hmm. um and just sort of like because again like he's not a scientist he is not like some sort of person who is able to cope with this he is just like random dude trying to make sense of all of this yeah yeah like he um yeah, and I, I think I think that's that's a good point to bring up because you know like like I was saying with the Will Smith movie in that movie he's he's an army scientist he's got an entire mm-hmm. lab on the on yeah. the ground level of his apartment or the basement level of his apartment whereas yeah, this guy where in the book this dude like makes a lab not a lab but makes like a, basically a chem set out of like his bathroom. Yeah, I mean he he um he steals some stuff from UCLA, so he's got like, you know, like a mm-hmm. microscope and maybe a chemistry set. <laughs> like yeah. he's not using pots and pans, but like like you said, he's he's effectively using his kitchen and bathroom as as a lab. Um, yeah, which I don't know about you, but to me, even even though that's kind of how science could be could have been done in the fifties. Like to me, even setting it like that, um, to me conveys a whole level of like, yeah, like he's just biding his time. <laughs> yeah, like he knows the inevitable, he, and that's the yeah. thing is like in the movie, there are other people, and like I understand it's a movie and that yeah. they need like other actors and whatnot, but like, right, you know, there are this this. Uh, I guess woman and her son and then like even the outcrop of other humans but like in the book he is pretty much the only human and that's what makes him kind of a legend is like there is no other interaction besides him and the monsters plus the dog and then yeah. the dog ends up just dying yeah the the yeah like I said the the line the dog died a week later like things are moving towards an inevitable end yeah. for him and he's and fighting it he's fighting it but he like he, he knows. knows like he's surrounded yeah. by inevitability and death <laughs> yeah and i don't know I, I i guess it's not the nihilist part of me but it's just that kind of like yeah there's not always happy endings and yeah. It has that like sense of it's the end of an error, of like the human error. And it's a new, you know, error with these these creatures. Yeah. These creatures who are sentient, who deserve well, I'm not sure deserves the correct word, but like yeah. who have taken over. And in the book, since it's again it's a novella, he doesn't go into like what happened like in the movie 
again, going back to like the helicopter scene and stuff, you see glimpses, you know, flashbacks of how this disaster happened. Yeah, because in like the book, in the book, it's never really mentioned. It's like, yeah, like he doesn't he, ever really go into it. Like it's, yeah, where he flashes yeah. back to like, oh, I wish I was prepared and like, you know, I wish I saw the writing on the walls. It's like, no, he doesn't like think about that. Yeah, because like in the movie, it's it's um, it's a side effect from like cancer treatment, right? Like they they think they've cured cancer, and what it does is it spins the body into this like exactly. Yeah, because so it... oh, go ahead. Oh, it just feels like they're trying to explain it, and it's like you don't have to explain it. Yeah, exactly. It's kinda... like just just use the story, like because I mean this novella if you were to adapt it to a script, like it would be a much shorter movie than what we have with mm-hmm. the film. Like, cause 130 pages of a novel, like so much of it is interior monologue that, you know, you probably end up with maybe 90 minutes. <laughs> yeah. If that like, cause yeah, like his only interactions are in the first part, his interactions with, with the, uh, Courtman who spends his time taunting him Mm -hmm. Um, there's uh, the dog and then there's Ruth at the end because he does interact with her um, because she's trying to like pass herself off as human so she runs into him during the day Mm -hmm. or as the day is ending so that he's like you know, presumably will take her in because it's like, okay, well, it's unsafe for you to be here at night. <laughs> yeah. And she kind of gives a little bit more exposition about like what what's exactly going is on happening like, and everything. No. Yeah, like it's such an isolated um, experience for him that like he's just kind of having to take her at her word that this is what's going on out there because yeah. it's obviously not like because the world is now elevated uh vampire zombies <laughs> yeah it's it's not it's not the world and it's you know it's where there's this isolation but the isolation is also feeds into like the darker aspects of human behavior yeah. where he even like i think there's a part where he talks about like he was trying to do stuff with the kim stuff but he just ends up like getting drunk yeah and he fucks shit up basically yeah like he he gets drunk and smashes up his his like home lab yeah so like it's yeah it's it's very much a, a novella about a man breaking down and falling apart and yeah and and the it, grind it acts where it's like this is the everyman. This could be you. I mean... Yeah, I mean, it's... we're all in isolation right now. Well, I mean, most of us are in isolation right now. It's yeah. Like... It's like, how much have you broken down? Like, during my me, 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 I'm going to start talking about uh, whiskey I've been drinking because I've started drinking whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> is it um... good? Yes, the whiskey is very good. <laughs> is it good for me? Well... Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's funny. I, I definitely, you know, the, the isolation is this grinding thing that will wear you down and break you at some point. Like, you know, I I miss seeing everyone. I'm, yeah. I'm not about to go out to a bar with anyone. Yeah. <laughs> or a it's restaurant. It's not like I'm like, anyone. oh, it's, oh, I know. Yeah, it's like, I, it's Super not, Bowl, let's, let's do this. Yeah, like I'm definitely not doing anything like that. Um, mm. <laughs> so I, I guess maybe I haven't been ground down enough because I feel like Neville would be the type of person to be like, well, it's a bar and there's alcohol. It'll be fine. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, like so. Um, yeah, I guess the, the, the last thing that I had on this would be that... Um, Warner Brothers has apparently bought a spec script that 
is being rewritten to turn it into a reboot of I Am Legend so that they can make a media franchise from it. Which interesting. Kind of kind of like Boo. I mean, not a huge fan of that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is standalone. Um Yeah. Again, like going back to what you originally said, I feel like this is more of a a mini series than anything else. Yeah, like something small encapsulated because like like I said, three I, like, if it were me, um, and I could just wave my hands and get Netflix's okay or whatever, I, I would yeah. seriously be like, three episodes, there's three parts in the book, we'll adapt part one, part let's, two, and part three, and yeah, that's the episode. Let's make this work. Yeah, because, I mean, it's Netflix. Like, you don't have to hit a certain runtime. so if you want an episode that's 45 minutes, go for it. If you want one well, that's, there like, you go, 20, yeah. go for it. Like... <laughs> there's no no thing to do i i think it's very much like a like a one and done type thing if you turn it into like a franchise that's i don't know i feel like that goes against the original intent (laughs) yeah no i agree with you um so my grade for this was an a plus how how do you feel about it oh um i would give it a b plus b plus Uh, the only thing yeah like i really love the concept um, I really love the look into the human psyche. I love, I love the ending. I love how yeah. you know it's a play on the title and everything along those lines. The only thing that kind of stops it a little bit for me is I felt like it was too short. Like I felt like I understand why it wanted to be a novella but like i would have loved to sort of explore a little bit of the setting explore a little bit more of of that descent into madness a little bit yeah but all all in all i do think that it's a really good story and yeah i I would definitely read it again in any sort of different media yeah like be it comics be it you know a book be it whatever yeah i mean i agree with you i i do wish it were like a full-length novel um Mm -hmm. i don't know how much he would like i feel like if he made it longer there would just be um it would get too much like self-wallowing yeah like i i feel like it's the right because i mean he could have covered those two years Mm-hmm. you know the because the, there's there's that flash forward yeah. um i don't know i kind of like the way he uses like he's he's like i said more descriptive um in the, in the beginning beginning and then, yeah very and then after the flash forward and after the dog things dies become more black and white yeah he's just very short and terse and he doesn't really want to <laughs> describe yeah. anything um yeah yeah like I, I i don't know what he would add. yeah i mean i i don't know what would fill those two years but like this is such a a very interesting and unique exploration into the human psyche into like this world yeah. i would have enjoyed more of it oh but, sure sure you know yeah. i still enjoyed nonetheless what i got yeah absolutely um well, yeah, I guess at that, like, this is going to be a super short episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because that's all I got. Um, I mean, it's a super short book, so. Yeah, I mean, it fits. Um, it fits. Mm-hmm. Well, with with that, um, our next book club, Book Club 21, the, the mm-hmm. one, I, when I was listening back on uh, and editing our previous episodes. Yeah, it's um, the one where we can drink. It's the one where, where or... you can drink. Um, yeah. uh, we're going to be because this is this is both of our choices. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, it's uh, episode twenty one will be on Kushin Takami's Battle Royale. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Crazy. So that's that's why I was telling Stuart. Yeah. Like, you know, if you want to get to like two beer stew, <laughs> I don't drink you, you, beer anymore. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> I was I was uh-huh. just uh, 
referencing a meter that had come up in the past but but the uh yeah like the so the, mm, the next book yeah. we'll be covering is uh, battle royale and we'll be covering the uh, the first movie because the second one's dog shit <laughs> during that same episode yeah um, and we'll be referencing or at least i'll be referencing the manga yeah yeah because i i used to have the manga i had the first like god yeah i've read all the volumes oh you have because i i i had like the first like 12 or so actually read all the mangas when i or mangas when i was in uh, japan oh really yeah yeah uh i went to a uh, that thing uh like 20 something I want to say like 26, 27. Uh, let's see. That might be... Uh, That's Battle Yeah, I'm Royale. seeing a lot of different numbers. So the one, the first one that come up, came up was 15. 15? Okay. Yeah, that maybe seems, it was 15. Then. That seems low because it ran for five years and they put out more than Battle three Royale? a year. Yeah. Yeah, the the run of well, the run of a manga according to this is two thousand to two thousand five. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was slow, like the um, yeah, because it's Valorio. Um, yeah, it's so yeah, it's one hundred and nineteen chapters. Um, yeah, Valorio. And I don't know how they, yeah, how how often it gets published, but uh, or yeah, it was fifteen. Gosh, yeah, I I had like twelve of them. uh, They had like bullets on them and everything. Yeah, (laughs) but yeah, we'll be covering that um, for our next book. Uh, In the meantime, our next episode will be on. Uh, g ghosts. So <laughs> stick around, and uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Uh, I guess everyone, stay safe. Yes. Wear your masks. Stay uh, frosty. Don't go crazy. Don't, don't go crazy. Don't, uh, don't just lose because your the ha- humanity. Just because you have the vaccine doesn't mean you get to stop wearing a mask. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's. That's the number one thing I've been seeing everyone saying is, well, I have the vaccine. I don't need the mask anymore. And it's like, no, yeah, no. You, yeah, you still do. You still do. They'll it's, tell it's you that when a, you get it. It's not 100% <laughs> safe. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, wear your mask, stay safe, uh, and we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. See ya. Bye.